Deep inside every one of us is a lion waiting to be unleashed. Are you ready to be unleashed into your destiny? As we stand on the edge of time, the web of deception is being unraveled. Carl Joseph offers you the red pill and the keys to unlock the shackles of your mind. Get ready to be transformed by God's supernatural power. Let's join him now. We know that in Hebrews 11.6, it says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So clearly faith is important to God, and we need to learn more about it, friend. We know that faith is a substance, according to Hebrews 11.1, and if it's a substance, then naturally it can be measured. Some people have more faith than others. Why is this? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Faith comes inch by inch. It grows progressively. So how do we apply it? By speaking to the problem, as Jesus said in Mark 17:20. remember? He said, if you had faith as a mustard seed, you might say to this mountain or obstacle in your life, and it will be removed. Remember what we've discussed in the last broadcast. We need to demonstrate a measure of control over our tongue. We need to use it proactively and speak God's word over our life. Speak to obstacles and change the very course of our life. A further study of Scripture shows that faith can be impeded or even shipwrecked if certain conditions are met. Jesus actually prayed that the Apostle Peter's faith would not fail. Do you remember that conversation in Luke twenty-two thirty-one? And Jesus said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith fail not, and when you are converted, strengthen your brethren. Friend, faith can fail, and no one wants to be reminded of this, but it's true. That's why we need to dust off our shield of faith, make sure it's strong. We need to soak in God's presence, crack open His Word, and not let our Bibles gather dust on the shelf. So where do we start in our faith walk? We start in Romans 12.3. It says, For I say, through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Friend, every man has been given a measure of faith for salvation on this earth. It's how we get into the kingdom of God, and we are responsible for stewarding that measure of faith after we're saved. You know, the Bible has much to say about faith. In fact, there are different kinds of faith mentioned, and I'll list them off real quick. There's common faith, there's weak faith, there's great faith, there's genuine faith, there's active faith, there's unwavering faith, there's wavering faith, there's little faith, faith without root, strong faith, and finally growing faith. Which one of these that I listed would describe your faith today, friend? This is not faith for faith's sake, but faith in God. That's what pleases Him. The more intimate we are with Him and the more we are aware of His presence laid out in His Word, the more faith we will have in His goodness to fulfill those promises. Today, friend, I want to talk explicitly about corresponding action. What are you doing right now in your life to demonstrate what you're believing God for? We know that faith without works is dead. It says it in James 2.20. If you believe God, then your actions need to follow suit. And your actions are what you say, think, and do on a continual basis. Now, faith has been described as the currency of the kingdom of God. It is the means of exchange to advance the Father's influence on the earth through man's beliefs and actions. 
Indeed, this topic is replete in Scripture, and let me share the many aspects of faith with you right now. We know that faith can grow, it works through love, it heals the sick, dispels fear, makes whole, saves from sin, purifies the heart, sanctifies, imparts revelations, justifies, gives access to grace, produces righteousness, gives security, brings blessings, imparts the Holy Spirit, makes men children of God, brings hope and salvation, makes us conscious of Christ. Faith also quenches the fiery darts of Satan. Faith produces works and keeps one true to God. Faith can be seen, it can be obeyed, it can be turned away, it can be continued in. Faith can be made without effect, it can be increased, examined, destroyed, perfected, shipwrecked, departed from, denied, cast off, erred from, overthrown, followed, made sound, kept, and finally faith can be tried. Friend, there is so much mention of faith in scripture, it's a very, very important topic. As I've said before, some people like God being sovereign. They want him to do everything. You know, God wants you to do something for yourself. He wants you to submit to him and resist the devil, for starters. You know, there's a well-known scholar out there, basically, that says the gifts of the Spirit have ceased. You know, the Holy Spirit's not doing anything today. There's no more deliverance. All the workings of the supernatural are of the devil. Friend, this is known as cessationism. Well, what a weak and puny God he must serve, because that's not the God I serve. My God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all I can ask or think. And another thing, this Christian leader says that the Bible is that which is perfect. In other words, God can only move through the Bible. He doesn't move outside of it. You know, friend, I've never seen a Bible walk into a bus, sit down and drive the youth to summer camp. I've never seen it do that. I've never seen a bonded leather Bible get into a car and drive to the nearest hospital at three o'clock in the morning and pray for the sick. No. I've never seen a Bible hand out food to the poor and needy at the local pantry. What a ridiculous statement this is. There are men and women of God anointed in the fivefold offices of the ministry today, outlined in Ephesians 4.11, which are called to serve humanity and are anointed to do so. The ministry offices and the spiritual gifts are still as valid today as they were 2,000 years ago. The Bible isn't the only thing God has granted to us. It's the Word and the Spirit that makes a powerful combination for God on this earth, and you cannot separate one from the other as they work in unison. Now back to the topic of faith and corresponding action. God wants you to walk in the direction of what you believe. I'm talking about faith and corresponding action because a parked car is impossible to steer. It needs to move, and then you can steer it in the right direction. God wants you to start taking some baby steps today in the direction of your faith, specifically in the direction of what he wants you to do for your life. Let me ask you this. Why did God tell Moses in the book of Exodus, lift up your rod and part the Red Sea? Multiple times God asked Moses to lift up his rod. You can read about it in Exodus 7.20, Exodus 14.16, Numbers 20.11. But anyway, friend, what has lifting up a rod got to do with miracles or even parting the Red Sea for that matter? Nothing on the surface, right? It's the response of faith that God seeks in each of us and is often the determining factor of whether or not we see him move on our behalf. This is a scriptural principle, my friend, and God requires a corresponding action on our part to demonstrate our faith in him. Without this corresponding action, we often fail to receive what is promised. Here are a few examples in the Bible now of corresponding action. 
In Mark 3, 5 and Matthew 26, 51, Jesus said to the man with a withered hand, Stretch out your hand, stretch it forth. How can a man with a withered hand stretch out his hand? He can't do it. It's withered, right? But Jesus was inviting the man to do something in line with what he believed. Evidently, Jesus saw that this man had the faith to be healed, so he challenged him to back up what he believed with corresponding action. Once the man made the slightest attempt to move his hand, God met his faith and he was supernaturally healed. I remember the remarkable story of Brother Hagen, Kenneth E., who was supernaturally healed of a debilitating heart condition when he was a teenager. He was bedridden. He could only walk a few steps before collapsing with shortness of breath. One day he started reading Mark 11:23, talking about speaking to the mountain, speaking to the obstacle in your life, and he started applying his faith in the area of healing. One morning the Spirit of the Lord whispered to him as he was lying on his bed, Ought not a man who's healed be out of bed at 10 o'clock in the morning? You see, God challenged Hagen, and he could have stayed in bed for the rest of the day, but he didn't. He made a step in the right direction, and as soon as his feet touched the floor, he was supernaturally healed. Here's another example in Joshua chapter 3, verses 13 through 17. It says, As soon as the feet of the priests enter the river Jordan, I, the Lord, will hold back the torrent of water. If the priests hadn't made the first move, nothing would have happened, but God supernaturally withheld the river Jordan so the people of Israel could cross safely. Many times in life, he's wanting us to make the first move. You know, many people are saying, you know, I'm just waiting on God. I'm just waiting on God. Well, friend, he's told us a lot in his word about what we're to do. We're to spread the gospel. We are to lay hands on the sick, cast out demons. There's certain things that he's talked about. We've been given the authority to do, friend. You know, and and, and the other thing that people say is, you know, I want to feel led. And when I feel led, I'll do it. Let me solve that for you right now. Go to Staples or Home Depot, get a pencil, and just put your finger on it. You've just felt led. No, I know that's a bit facetious, but the point is, you need to just do what the Lord is telling you. And most of the time, he's already told you, and you've ignored it or forgotten about it. And and that's when you need to reconnect with him, friend. I hope I have stirred you up today to know that it's one thing to have faith, but you need to take corresponding action in line with your faith. Let me also temper what I've said with wisdom. It's one thing to know that you know that you know, and it's another thing to hope. If you're not confident yet in the area of healing or finances or deliverance or your career or wherever God is challenging you, don't move until you feel peace about it deep down in your spirit. Remember that peace is the umpire. If you start to make a move in the direction that you think you're supposed to be going and you don't feel good on the inside, stop. That is God warning you, don't proceed further. If God is stirring you to take action, however, he will remind you over and over again. It won't go away. I'm not preaching zeal or bravado to you today. I'm not trying to egg you on for the sake of it. No, friend. It is far better to meditate on God's word in the area you are believing for. Build up your faith and then move in the direction God wants you to do because you have to feel confident about it. Jude 1.20 also talks about building up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. When we do that, we can build our faith up also. Now, someone once described faith as spelt, R-I-S-K, and there is some truth to that. You know, there might be some things that God wants you to do in your life, but you're going to have to come out of your comfort zone. You know, are you saying I'm going to have to cooperate with God and actually do something that might seem scary in the natural realm? Yes, friend. Some of the things the Lord has asked me to do can seem a little bit uh, challenging. I don't want to say scary, but certainly he has prodded me out of my comfort zone many times. But friend, when you follow that unction, 
There's a blessing behind it. There's a blessing for somebody else. There's a blessing of healing for somebody else. There's a word of knowledge or encouragement or wisdom for somebody else when you take the time to speak. And um, it happened the other day. I actually encouraged a bank teller. And the Lord was prompting me to say, you know, you need to tell that lady that what she's been praying for has been heard and I am answering. And this was a complete stranger. I've never met this person. I didn't even know if she believed in Christ. But I proceeded. And that word was there. And, uh, you know, she received it and uh, I could tell she was thankful because it was a right on word. And that there's a blessing to that hearing the voice of the spirit and following it. There's a blessing for the person and a blessing for you also. Now, remember that the Apostle Peter, he got out of the boat, right? And yeah, he sank, but he's the only recorded disciple ever to have walked on water. And Jesus was there to pick him up. Jesus didn't abandon him and let him sink. God's not going to abandon you, friend. A farmer will say there's never a good time to plant, but we must make a move in God's direction if we're ever to see his plan come to fruition. If we don't sow seed, there will never be a harvest. We are supposed to be doers of the word, not just hearers only, deceiving our own selves. Remember, it says that in James 1.22. We want to be doing the works of God. It's not for educational purposes that God gave us a Bible. It's great to learn. Don't get me wrong, but he spoke those words that we would be doers of his word. Friend, those who are doers of the word of God get to be involved in the miraculous move of God. And those who don't, they just hear about it. It's time to take a step, friend, and God will meet you. Don't let fear hold you back and what God has for you in your destiny. Make a move today, friend. You've been listening to Carl Joseph and the Lions Unchained podcast. Carl is a minister who's witnessed God's supernatural power to save, heal, and deliver. Carl is a unique researcher who investigates current affairs, societal trends, technology, cults, and end-time events, all through a biblical lens. Every Monday, new podcasts are uploaded, so stay tuned for the next opportunity to roar into victory. Check out carljosephministries.com for exciting articles, teachings, and discussion points. See you next week. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button 